afternoon, Meat Suits. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. We are a good podcast about good movies, books, and TV. Always, Always have been. Have been. <laughs> uh, we are... Uh, I have a very special panel with me today. First up, uh, he's at Ezra Fox on Twitter, but he's never there. It's Mr. Ezra Fox. Hey, there's a beverage here. Is that, is that one of the things that happened? Yeah, that is one of the things. That All famous right, line. That, yes. Uh... <laughs> who who could forget? It's so good. Uh, and uh, those other voices you, sh- you definitely recognize already he, uh, at Carter Street Forty Two on Twitter. It's Mr. Stephen Carter. Do you see? Do you see what happens when you find a stranger in the Alps? Which is the <laughs> TV edit version <laughs> of oh, Walter's. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Yeah, that is. Yeah. That's fantastic for the listeners uh, out there it's really when you fuck a stranger in the ass but in tv no, it, no it's the alps it's the alps always <laughs> oh it's a, a fuck a stranger, stranger in, the in the alps oh i guess i heard it wrong Inter- okay so it's not that bad <laughs> i don't know if i if this is a job you can get but can i be a tv swear word changer i think i mean i think it's that, like don't ask for permission ask for forgiveness <laughs> like, just start, it. start doing it start <laughs> breaking into tv that's such a fun <laughs> job yeah uh, and uh, rounding out the panel at Sarah Hathaway on Twitter in Southern California, it's Sarah Hathaway. My work has been called very vaginal. <laughs> has been has been commended for being very vaginal. You know what? I oh. was gonna look that up before because I knew one of you guys was gonna correct whatever I said because <laughs> I've only seen this movie twice in my life. Okay, so I guess it definitely sounds like that's what I was doing, but I only pointed that out because I had always heard it as uh, has been called, and this is the first time I heard commended as, and I thought that was a really, it's actually a much better line. It's oh, yeah, so like people are, are down that it's vaginal. Yeah, they're like, it's a compliment when they say vaginal. I thought that was really, it was just a neat thing that I heard this time. I didn't mean for that. To Alex, are you, are you mansplaining oh. like vaginality, I guess? No, yeah. no, no, I am, I, if anything, mansplaining my own uh, white fragility. <laughs> Oh, good. I, I accept that. <laughs> We're good. <laughs> oh, and oh, who am I? I usually introduce myself first. I messed up. I'm at Alex Underthing Falcone on Twitter, and uh, today I'm recording from Tucson, Arizona, home of the world's largest airplane graveyard and the sun. Oh, is it? Wait, the, the, the sun? largest sun? The sun. <laughs> yeah, the sun lives here. What? Wow. I don't know if you guys know this, but it's just been hanging out here this whole time. It's been shitty in the Pacific Northwest. The sun was right here waiting. Is this a flat earth thing? No, it's just 105 and it's May. Wow. And... <laughs> yeah, it's gnarly. This is where the sun naps. Um, anyway, uh, so this is episode number 390 of the wow. podcast. I know. We've now done as many episodes as the price in euros of Nordstrom's new fake mud-covered jeans. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, wait, as of this date, I guess? Like, because you know, everything's yeah. always in flux, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like four twenty-five American. Uh, but it's I found steal. this originally. I had not seen this controversy when it came out, but I found it when I was looking up 390 facts on a <laughs> French fashion blog, and they were pissed. Can't believe you missed one controversy. <laughs> Did you guys see this one? This, Sarah, you sound like you saw when it came out. Oh, yes. I'm up on all the jeans controversies. <laughs> the clear jeans, the oh. fake mud jeans. So it's, it's they're $4 clear jeans, jeans? And they are... Clear jeans. Yeah, oh, I missed the controversy. I feel as dumb as Alex. <laughs> 
the, there it's like a it looks like you just sat in mud and also kneeled in mud knelt in mud but it's a thick fake mud substance that they're applying uh my favorite was the quote from mike my favorite person who was mad was mike rowe because um, he of all people seems like he has the right to be angry about fake mud oh yeah he's made a oh, living God, in real these mud, jeans are so. not good <laughs> But even he is like like a, a television host who's like check check out the salt of the earth people that I'm looking at briefly it, and then we'll go away. That's kind of true. He's a millionaire who's like I want to be in the mud for an hour. Yeah. Can you imagine being a poor who must be in the mud <laughs> yeah. all the time? <laughs> Wait, can I read you guys the review on the clear jeans thing? Yes. Because I don't know if it's like this is the great thing about like uh, trolling is that you don't know if it's real or not. Um. Great style, great comfort, great pants. I love these pants. Very comfortable and stylish. Finding these was a great start to my 2017. Going to be a great year. <laughs> yeah, oh, that really walks the line. Yeah, I don't know if that's real or not. Who's that's, having a good time? Yeah, I know. That's perfect. That's if that's trolling. That's perfect trolling. Uh, so uh, these. Uh, Oh, these jeans. Speaking of things that are laying it on real thick with the quirk. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. This, this week we're watching The Big Lebowski, the 1998 Coen Brothers film starring Jeff Bridges, John Goodman, and nearly everybody else. Um, why are we watching this, Ezra? I mean, you, 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 the way you said that, it sounded like you were annoyed at me for making you watch it. No, uh, it was so fun, but I I guess, so we're watching this because it's your guilty displeasure. Yes. Uh, so I, 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 won't, I, I won't, I guess, say like how I felt about this yet for this viewing, maybe. Uh, I have an but idea. But this has been a movie that I never loved as much as everyone else loved, and I always felt like I should like it more. And I, I tried a couple times, and I just, just couldn't. Wait. Interesting. You didn't love as much as everybody else loved, so you did love it a little bit? Yeah, I, I liked it all right. Oh, okay. I mean, like it wasn't like bad, but, just, you know, it's like the... Uh, I'm trying to think of like other things. Just there's some things where it's like you're so out of whack in terms of like your passion with everyone else, where it's like, huh? I don't. I feel like I'm a little weird here. Huh? That's like yeah. being gaslit. And Ezra, I'm actually in exactly the same boat. So this oh. will be an interesting discussion. You know, and it will be. I, I I thought I was going to be the one to confess that, but also I I maybe even came in colder to this than you, Ezra. Ooh. Oh. Well, Stephen, when I first emailed you about this and I said this was a guilty displeasure of Ezra's, you said. He's an idiot, but I see what he's saying. That's my autoresponder. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, I can't wait to hear whether your opinions change and all of the reasons for that as we go. Um, I came into this real hot, and I'll just spoil it for you now. Still feeling really hot. I had a great time watching this on the airplane yesterday. Um, but I love the concept of guilty displeasures, because a lot of people say guilty pleasure when they mean thing they like yeah uh and they just talk about it but a guilty displeasure is like i think almost more socially awkward to be a thing when everyone i have my friend katie has a joke about this with sports where it's like everyone is feeling something and i feel nothing so it's like a real sociopath moment Mm. and uh, i can see how this would feel that way to you ezra because people people like this movie maybe too much yeah but it's still great i felt the same way about rocky horror also yeah oh interesting i'm with you on that one too I mean, it's just, it's the same thing. It's like, I get that some people, like, it's usually like, you know, it's just, it's crazy that someone likes someone something so much. And I'd be like, oh yeah, I like a little bit. Well, I, I oh man, I think that's a very different one because that has, Rocky Horror has so much 
social and political and uh like it's it's a big cultural moment for certain people not because they think it's the best movie ever but it means a lot to them because of where in their life they found it or how like the community around it and stuff like that yeah that's I, a good point i there, i have one other one maybe this one will fit or not well, um, well so. actually hang on to this i want to talk more about these later all right great so we're going to do that in the lightning bonus <laughs> segment so i want to hear everybody's guilty displeasures okay this um, is a different a really different one though oh i can't wait um okay. Also, uh, two more things about this episode. Number one, it's sponsored by Amazon.com. Whenever you buy something from Amazon, go to Amazon.com first, and it'll redirect you there, and then we'll get a little little bit. We'll get a little donation from them. So it's a great way to support the show while you're We're also buying We're up to eight bits, guys. It's great. Yeah, we can get four haircuts and <laughs> four shaves. Um, also, about this episode, here's a really important thing about this episode. It's one change episode. So we're doing... Is that a stapler? Uh, that was a, a stamp. So, okay, oh. let's pull back the curtain a second. <laughs> I, I had some major uh, major tech problems with this episode, so I'm recording this um, almost analog. I had to have all my notes. I had to, all my notes were lost. My computer's He's, not working. You're transcribing I had to it. Longhand everything, and so I had to do analog sound effect. Mm. So I went through the condo that they put me up at at this comedy club, and I found a large stamp, and that's gonna be my one change sound effect. <laughs> I kind of like it. I mean, I'll, I'll change that for the next time, but I like it now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, what this was, Ezra, this was your idea, and the idea was we play this game a lot, as you guys know, listeners know, uh, called One Change, where we try to figure out the one small thing we could change about a movie or a book and make it much better. And so, Ezra, you wanted to try that with a format change to make the podcast more fun. Yeah. I, I was just hoping that, like, I mean, uh, we get a lot of suggestions, and we never really, like, you know, take them. Um <laughs> <laughs> That's, that makes it sound way shittier. <laughs> well, I guess that I, I like the idea of like trying to fix a thing, uh, you know, always like improving. I guess like this kind of kaizen uh, model of just like you know small incremental improvements. And yeah. I like that if we stack them up all against each other, uh, it'll be kind of a cluster, and uh, we won't really know what we did. I you you have it. I don't know if that kaizen is the right. I think it's more of like a, a bombarding our DNA with radiation, like <laughs> just a lot of small random mutations, and then it'll either make us great or kill us. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Like the Incredible Hulk or like Sludge. Yeah, that's what we're working on. So we have a bunch of changes. I got a bunch of great suggestions, um, and we're going to incorporate a few of them today. Um, we got so many great suggestions that we can't do because they're not actually one small change. They're like big suggestions, but we're taking those into consideration. A lot of people want us, like, for example, we're like, what if you did more bad books? Can't do that today. Yeah, it's um, not like that's our title or anything, guys. <laughs> so <laughs> I feel like, where is this coming from? Uh, be reasonable here. It is a fair. It's a fair suggestion. We'll we are always that. about good movies. That's why we're called the Good Movie Podcast. <laughs> Read and Weep is a very subtle reference to good movies. Um, it's about how when reviews of a movie you like are not good. Mm. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, um, and then you weep. You're you're pretty much there. You're so sad. Um, so we have a bunch of small changes, but I do want. I, I had so much fun going through these and picking a couple to do today that I would love to keep doing this. So maybe I think I was thinking maybe we could do the next couple episodes as well. We'll make it like a half month or a, like a month from the like whatever it is, middle of the month to middle of next month. We'll call it one change month. Great. One of the changes is that May ends on June fifteenth. Now, a <laughs> <laughs> change. So uh, the the first one change that we're doing is that uh we put the it and this was by far the most requested is that we put the introduction back at the beginning um this, alex this was this was one of my desires actually i think this i i got the impression this might be the main reason you suggested this because <laughs> but i had to do it this way people didn't like the cold open 
People, uh, I would say, universally dislike the cold open. No, 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 no. There's one person in a position of power who seems to like it a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Donald Trump? Donald Trump loves it. Wow. And so I've been going along with it just to make him happy. Um, No, I don't know. There there were a lot of reasons why I thought it would help make the show more engaging, um, but really it just pissed off old fans. And so we are going to try it this way for a couple weeks and see how we feel with it. <laughs> Until someone suggests one change where it goes back the other way. <laughs> and then you guys are out of luck. Well, it, I mean, in fairness, this was suggested by maybe 12 people. So, uh, <laughs> or at least seconded by other people. So we'll, we'll, go, we'll include a lot of them. Uh, okay. You'll have to get 12 people to go against it to revert it. Okay. Um, other one change... That we're gonna do right now. Let's see. We're gonna stampy, do right stampy, stampy. No, I, I gotta. Sorry, it's so hard to check analog notes. Let me figure out where I am. Oh yeah. So here's another uh, another one change. This is from Scott <laughs> on Facebook who says Dutch is the language widely considered to be the closest to English. Switching over to it should not be a big deal. Oh shit. That's true. Uh, All right. I. I will not be able to do the whole show in Dutch, but I will be. Uh, I will occasionally inject some Dutch into this for you, Scott. And also, I don't think it's widely considered that. It is hey, very hey Scott, difficult. Ich bin in. That's is Dutch it? for I'm in. <laughs> I, is it? Okay. Um, yeah, just, uh, yeah, Bing Bing translated that for me right up. Oh, nice. Good. Well, so now it's time for uh, for our, our Groote compliment, <laughs> our major compliment. Mm. So uh, since we've done the opening, now we can do our compliment. Uh, we're going to start with uh, Sarah. What is your major compliment for The Big Lebowski? This movie is so well cast, man. I, oh, jeez. I, like, ha- had seen it before a while ago, but re-watching it, I was just struck anew by how good everyone is in it. But I'm specifically going to call out Julianne Moore as Maude yes. Lebowski, who is a very small part, but so, so good in it. And Philip Seymour Hoffman, who I had somehow yes. totally forgotten was in this movie at all. And I was, like, furious with myself for forgetting it as soon as he appeared on screen. Because he's just so good. He's, like, he's the perfect. nebbish uh, personal assistant to the Big Lebowski. And he's <laughs> and the only person in that circle who calls the dude the dude. And that funny running thing. That, that yes. is really funny. The running thing of him very seriously <laughs> referring to, the, to him as the dude yeah. every time. I, uh, it never stopped delighting me. That was really, such a really good, good. and such a good way to like. Uh, I mean, that that is like really, really this, like this movie is pretty much just like let's name a character and make that character like that name do like most of the work. Like it's like <laughs> yeah. names are really important in this movie. Slash, really luck out with your casting again. Well, yes. it's incredible <laughs> casting, and it's not just uh, it's not just the actors. There's also like several great musicians in it. Amy Mann is in the movie. Really? Um, yeah, Actually, Amy Mann is the girl who lost her toe. She's, oh. Uh, Oh, I recognized her, and I couldn't figure out who it was. That Flea's, yeah. Flea's in there too, right? So, yeah, Flea is uh, Flea. Uh, Flea. is in there. Uh-huh. It is also one of the nihilists, and uh, uh, what's the Smokey is a uh, famous country music singer who I. Um, I feel so bad for Smokey every time I see this movie. <laughs> I feel so uh, bad for Smokey. Jimmy Dale. That's who that is. It's Jimmy Dale. Um, anyway, yeah, just an incredible cast, and 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 also like the thing with Maude is so great is that. It's not that it's a huge role, but it's that every role 
is played as if it's a huge role. Every yeah. role is so like the Jesus is such a brief John Turturro is so it's so briefly and is in it so hard. Yeah, um, I have to say that was the only thing I re- like when I first watched this when I was like thirteen or fourteen. Like all I remember was John Turturro's character. Like yeah. that's it, and it's so small. Yeah, but he yeah. just goes so far into it. Another one that I love. Um, actually, I'll make this my this is my major compliment. Uh, Wait, Alex, before you do that, I, I um I'm really sorry. When you said that everyone wanted that compliments first, uh, like not first anymore, and wanted the summary first? No, no one said the summary first. Everyone said the introductions first. You guys don't want my summary first. All right. (laughs) Uh, I may have just written these down in the wrong order. That may not have been a choice. I just forgot. Um, Next week, we'll try that after the summary. I don't like the compliments after the summary. This is one of my reasons was that the we always said the comp, we like we start and end every show with a compliment. So one of the main reasons I wanted to do the compliments first is oh, so so too much about the movie before we said a compliment. And like the it just felt like it was a, a it was cheaping out on the compliment if we just discussed the movie for twenty minutes. And the summaries tends to be kind of long and involved. So I oh, like the compliments here. Buckle up. No, <laughs> <laughs> this is happening. Um, Fair enough. Continue. So, so my major comment is the, is to the some of the brief one of the brief characters, which is uh, or well in general all the brief characters, I guess, but especially um, I loved the cab driver who will throw you out if you say you don't like the Eagles, oh, and yeah. the uh, um, the fighting style of that private investigator who comes out of the VW Bug and tries to make himself big like a cat. Mm-hmm. And my favorite one is Dom Irera as the limo driver, who is a stand-up comic Italian guy. And I, I saw his Comedy Central special, and it was one of the first stand-up comedy specials I ever saw, and I loved it. And so he is, in this movie, as the limo driver, basically just doing his act. He's just doing a joke from his act as the limo driver, and then Jeff Bridges is like, I got a rash, man, and then that's it. But it's just a really great little thorough 30 seconds of screen time. It's pretty good. Oh, I also love the weird cops where uh, they're investigating and the one is like young and really enthusiastic and the one's old and just clearly hates Jeff Bridges. <laughs> oh, it's so fun. Yeah. Uh, Ezra, why don't you I, go next? What's your I major? Can, I can sort of tag off the What's music. What's your crute compliment? Okay, so first I can say Ich hood van Wiete Russen, which is I like white Russians in Dutch. Oh. Um, Do they taste like poisoned candy? No, they, they taste. It tastes like a coffee milkshake. Oh, jeez. Yeah, they really. Yeah. Which is a disgusting thing for him to be drinking constantly throughout <laughs> this movie. Yeah. So it's a really gnarly. funny character choice. Like I have a white Russian maybe once every five years, and I'm like, this is too much. <laughs> <laughs> Good for another five. Um, uh, but delicious, right? They're very tasty. They are. If tasty. you like Kahlua. Hmm. It's been a long time since I had one, but I remember. I remember liking that, uh, and also I mean, it's a. I think one of my takeaways from this movie when I saw it, I guess you know, in uh, in high school, was that like, like that's a cool thing to do. Like <laughs> every part of this, like man, this is cool. Like even like I guess this is this is why I had an issue with the movie. I think maybe is that like I knew this guy was cool. I knew that this was the easy like having a bathrobe and like a like a like a white Russian at like a Halloween party was like an easy way to score points. Like yeah, with, uh, among dudes. Uh, but like I didn't among feel it in the way I felt like I was supposed to do it. Like like. I was like, yeah, this is cool, but like, I don't feel like it's not. It wasn't. I guess, I guess what yeah. I think is super cool is not bathrobes and uh, coffee milkshakes all the time. But what's cool is like having a thing. I think I really like when someone's like, "What's your drink?" and the, he just like knows his one drink. I think that's kind of yeah. fun. Yeah, yeah, it is nice. It is Even cool if, to have a thing. Oh man, one of his white Russians he makes the one I think at Maud's house he makes with uh, 
non-dairy creamer powder. Yeah. Yes. It's <laughs> oh. funny. Disgusting. Um, so, yeah. so maybe I guess this is my issue with it. Like, obviously the dude is cool, but he, and he was like, he is himself. Um, I think the issue is that like my best way to, to get to that level of coolness was to try to replicate the dude, which yeah. is not what, it, what the dude would do. Right. The dude would just be the dude. So like, yeah. I think like the problem is like, maybe taking the wrong, maybe I just took the wrong lesson from this movie. Yeah. Be your own dude, Ezra. Yeah. Which could be uh, a very different thing. That leaves you, Stephen. What's your Kruta uh, compliment? Yeah, mine's uh, very similar to Sarah's, but it was just specific that I, I just, John Goodman is just an American treasure, and he is so good yeah. in everything, but he is especially good in this. Like, he just creates yeah. such a, you can almost, like, smell that character. He's just so, you know, like, I mean that as yeah. a compliment. I'm not being weird, but it is a weird thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> but, like. If I was near him, I'd smell No, but you know what I mean? It's like, it's, he's, like, as good as Daniel Day-Lewis and just, like, totally embodying these things. Like, you just know that character, you know? And he, it's just so good. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, this movie I was sadder about. Like, he's more deeply sad than I realized yeah. when I watched this when I was younger. Yeah, I, I, that, that was my reaction, too. I, I, like, mm-hmm. I don't think I picked up quite on it uh, the, the extent that i did now it gets better with uh, age that scene near the end where he's just crying and saying i'm sorry a bunch of times like a big kid is the first time where it's like because the first time he shows any emotion besides anger yeah and yeah. it's like oh yeah this is just a deeply sad story about a guy with ptsd and his lazy friend yeah well i mean it's it, i mean i saw it as like it's it's their love story right like it's oh. it's just like it's these are two people who are like are not like really great but this is like this is their like they're the only people that can really stand each other, I guess. Like yeah. any kind of like um, sustained way, and oh, like that's beautiful. And they can adopt a pomeranian together. <laughs> that's not a pomeranian. It's not. Oh a- my god! It's not <laughs> no. a pomeranian. Get out! Get out! Yo, Wait, that's a Karen Terrier. That that's, that that's, that's the same type of dog as no. That that's a ferret. Also, know, they're bad at identifying animals. That's <laughs> I know that, that. But that dog me. is a Karen Terrier. God it's the same damn type it. of dog that Toto is. I take oh. it back. Now I hate this movie. You know, what? That is interesting. <laughs> one change. Uh, well, speaking of one change, it's time for our summary. And one of our suggestions today, uh, let me find, no, I don't remember who said it. Um, God damn it. Analog bullshit. Cool podcast, um, Alex. Oh, here it is. Um, at Hoibee on Twitter suggested that Sarah should summarize. So one change. Sarah's in charge of summary today. Um, so Sarah... Oh uh, let's see. Haliva semen tevanten. Tevanten? Yeah, please please yes. tell me what this movie's about. Okay, so I just, I got this heads up uh, shortly before we began recording, and because I'm a total Hermione, I wrote a quick little essay on this movie. Wow. So okay. it's a page long. I will try to go as quickly as possible. <laughs> this is honestly the shortest summary I could come up with for this movie. Great. Right. Take your time. Yeah. I, can't. Um, I love it. So, the Big Lebowski. There's this dude who lives in California who goes by the name The Dude. But his real name is Jeffrey Lebowski, and he loves smoking weed, bullying with his buddies Walter, who is played by John Goodman, and Donnie, who is played by Steve Buscemi. But then, one night, two jerks break into his apartment and beat him up, (laughs) saying that his wife owes them money. And then one of them makes the ultimate mistake. He pees on the dude's rug. Mm-hmm. The, guys, incident. the guys realize that they have the wrong Jeff Lebowski and mm. leave. The dude is super mad about his pea-covered rug because, and you guys can say this with me at home too, it really, really ties, ties the room together. together. 
<laughs> Love the enthusiasm. So he tracks down the other Jeff Lebowski, the big Lebowski, you might say. And he demands that he pay for his rug, but the big Lebowski refuses and kicks him out. A few days later, the big Lebowski contacts the dude and tells him that his trophy wife, Tara Reed, has been kidnapped. <laughs> he wants the dude to hand off her ransom money, but the dude's friend, Walter, messes up the handoff and the dude's car ends up getting stolen with the ransom money inside. Oh, no. Then the dude meets Maud Lebowski, the big Lebowski's daughter from a previous marriage, Julianne Moore. She says that Tara Reed was actually a porn star, and the guy who supposedly kidnapped her, Jackie Treehorn, was her boss. Maud thinks the whole thing was just a big setup, and she's fine. So the dude goes to meet Jackie Treehorn, who drugs him, which leads to a wonderful dream sequence involving dancing bowling pins in a Viking costume that my <laughs> sister successfully replicated one Halloween, and it was amazing. Oh, nice. Uh, Dang. The dude wakes up in police custody, gets beaten up by a police chief, and ends up going home and having sex with Maude to make a baby. Uh-huh. <laughs> Maude reveals that her father doesn't actually have any money. I don't know if I've ever ended money. up going home to have sex. That's a real... Yeah, he that's really... what happened. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the whole case is cracked wide open when Maude reveals that her father doesn't actually hold any of his money. So, here's what happened. Tara Reed had taken a surprise trip. And the Big Lebowski used that opportunity to fake a kidnapping to extort some money from his own charity. But meanwhile, some other friends of Tara Reed's, who are nihilists, who I have ignored this whole time to try to be short, uh, <laughs> had also faked a kidnapping and chopped off a poor German woman's toe to try to get some money out of the Big Lebowski, too. The Big Lebowski refuses to confess, and he gets shoved out of his wheelchair. <laughs> and the nihilists confront the dude and his friends at the bowling alley, they are so scary that Steve Buscemi has a heart attack and dies. Oh, yeah. The dude and Walter try to scatter his ashes and end up getting them blown all over their faces. Also, <laughs> this whole time, they have been bowling and drinking white Russians. And there is a man named Jesus and a narrator named Sam Elliott. And that's the book. Yay! Yay! Dang, that's good. Man, I don't know about if all these one changes will stick, but having someone else do the summary for me is my favorite one so far. <laughs> this is a, a beast to summarize. Yeah, I, there's not really a plot. <laughs> like it's just a bunch of. And it's of... not important. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't it's, matter. It's, it is actually like a really thorough plot for a movie that's really just about weird characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Actually, and it's, it's interesting because like every new scene basically introduces another weird character, but it also does kind of try to at least advance or twist like this, like this thing that starts with this rug. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it. it yeah. Uh, also, I like when you were the way you were describing it. It just seems like every time Tara Reed goes on vacation, fifteen people are like, "Oh, I bet it's a kidnapping." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we don't well, know that's not what happens. I mean, I don't know, man. the The connections between everyone kind of confuse me still, but I know the rough outlines of what happens, and also, again, it doesn't matter. It doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. only person who got hurt was Amy Mann. And and Steve and, Buscemi, and who Steve died. <laughs> And that Steve Buscemi, whose lot in life is that he's just told to shut up every scene, even though he's great at bowling, and then he dies he suddenly for no reason. He oh, he did get that burger he wanted. Yeah, he did get it. That's all right. Yeah, those are good burgers. Uh, you can uh, accurately quote, "I am the lot. I am the lobster. I am the walrus." <laughs> God, <laughs> damn, damn, he messed it up. Damn, it <laughs> uh, stupid Steve You don't Buscemi. have Steve Buscemi's power of quoting that. I really like how he uh, drank that sliced soda in that one scene. He was just like, he was using a coaster of a napkin. He was like really owning it. I like that. (laughs) That's my favorite part of the movie. Is Dude, Where's My Car a spinoff of this movie? Because they do have that scene where it's like, where's your car, dude? 
Yeah, no, that's right? that's the it's sort of like the uh, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. It's the other side. Yeah, what happens? My car is <laughs> where's your car, dude? Car. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, well, so now let's talk. Uh, Vertel mi hey hey vota. Uh, tell me how you guys feel. So, uh, Ezra, you told us how you felt going in. Steven, you've yes. hinted at being the coldest. Sarah, you seem to agree. I was going in hot. So let's find out how everybody felt after this watch. We'll, Ezra, we'll end on you. So okay. I'm still feeling hot. Steven, how did did this change anything for you this time around? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, I, I, I like the movie fine, I guess. But I, I was a... I, I, I think I probably still am. But I was really a huge Coen Brothers fan and would just see everything... And I, I, in college especially, I just like went through a phase where I would just only watch Coen Brothers movies over and over again. And this one was uh, always sort of my least favorite for some reason, or one oh. of my least favorites, uh, which is weird. I know, but like, because Lady no- Killers is so bad, how could this? Be okay, your least favorite? shut. Okay, fine. I don't even consider th- I, that is barely a Coen Brothers movie. But uh, there's a couple that I just don't consider. And honestly, right now, I would not say that I'm like a huge fan anyway. Uh, but oh, no. uh, <laughs> just because other things have taken their place. Uh, but there's only a certain number of brothers you can love. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. now that the Duffer brothers came along, yeah, I'm more Stranger Things than Hail Caesar. <laughs> but but the Wachowskis are now just siblings or sisters, so like you don't have to actually they, they're not taking their brother spot anymore. That's true. But the Fairly Brothers have <laughs> pumped out nonstop hits. So, uh, uh, man, I, I, what did you? I, I thought Hail Caesar was okay. I didn't. I like wanted it. to like it more. I I, I, I watched that whole point. movie was Channing Tatum's dance scene. Well, of course you do. I mean, you can make that cut. Of course if you want. I yeah. do. <laughs> I, I found it to be boring, and same with this one. Like uh, honestly, there's I I would I would say I was bored actually quite a bit of this movie, even though I wasn't totally sure what was going on. I I don't oh, man. I'm 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 like one of those fucking uptight stuck up assholes who doesn't like I don't like the dude really that much either like it, which is like total blasphemy and nobody's gonna like no. me for this podcast but like no, I can kind of see it yeah I, I mean you're wrong you're an idiot but I can see it yeah it just like I, I, I it doesn't like I just don't really care about him uh I, but I get the idea that it's like a person who's like the least equipped to deal with this situation finds himself like in a situation where it's just spiraling out of control and I can appreciate yeah. that but I would submit that I think like burn after reading is by far a better almost oh, version really? of this kind of like mm. coen brothers type uh, comedy i love I that movie i have not seen it i'm gonna watch it i think it's better uh, than um uh what was oh, i just what was the western with jeff bridges uh true, oh, grit. true grit i didn't actually true see grit or color high water i didn't see color high water, see Heller Heller high water is remarkable you guys should see it it's there are some funny moments, but it's mostly not funny, and it's a great throwback. Yeah. Um, so, Sarah, how did you feel coming out of this? Did it change for you? Um, no. I mean, I saw this movie fairly late. I think I might have even been out of college by the first time I saw it. Oh, wow. And it had been sort of quoted to death at me, yeah. which yeah. is not the movie's fault. Um, but it's America's was, fault. Yeah. Guys, but I'm just, I was sort of lukewarm towards it then, and I continue to be lukewarm towards it. I like a lot of aspects of it, but I'm not a huge Coen Brothers person, and that's purely taste. I don't think any of their stuff is like bad. I think it's just not for me, and that's kind of how I feel about this movie, too. Um, Man. It's, I, I don't feel like I'm necessarily like gaslit by the movie. Like, I see why it appeals to people. Totally. It just sort of, yeah. it just sort of doesn't do it for me. But, you know, like, I enjoy a lot of parts of it. 
and I like bowling. Yeah. Oh, I, I think we're right on on the same place, Sarah. I, I, yeah. Man, I don't know. Uh, I I went into this podcast feeling really hot about you two, and now lukewarm. <laughs> <laughs> I That's get that. Fair. <laughs> Happens all it's the time. just so understanding. All right, Ezra. Um, how do you? How did you feel coming out of it? Did it go up or down? It went up. Yay! Um, so one of the things I'm realizing is I was way too young, like for my own taste, when I saw this the first time. Yeah, you um, said you were like 13 or 14. Yeah, yeah. So like, right when it came out. Uh, yeah, it was. It was. It was. Oh, I remember I saw it. It was like it was on tape. I guess uh, it was at like a. Um, it was in, I guess, Martha's Vineyard. I think like it was like a like a vacation, like uh, oh jeez, uh, yeah, with my with with my um uh with my family and with your uh, friend the president. Yeah, with <laughs> no, it was just like it was the first time we were there. I think it was for like a family reunion that we were trying to do. Maybe it was uh, Cape Cod. I don't remember. If it was Cape Cod or Martha's. Jesus but anyway, Christ. it was like over there. But it was like it wasn't like the fancy dish. But uh, you know, we they they had <laughs> it like wasn't a the nice part of the Cape. You know, <laughs> there was there was cranberries everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> not Nantucket nectar. Did, just, did you just, rent the VHS? Was it? Oh, it was, so it was, this is this is this is one of the um. It was one of the free rentals that you got from the place where, it was, like, from the um, like like the library, like the video library. Jesus, it had a free video rental too. I mean, yeah, you, but it wouldn't have like. It didn't was, have like everything. I was, like, <laughs> I, was, I was trying to be incensed about you being rich, but then there being some VHS tapes lying around doesn't really actually right sound like that. Uh, it was not DVDs, yeah. uh, and they some of these could have been DVDs at this time, I think. Um, but yeah, so anyway, I, I I'm just realizing like this is not a movie that I really wanted to watch like as a 14 year old like uh, with my parents. Like yeah, like there's that enough like awkward. sexual stuff in here that I'm like, yeah. oh yeah, I was deeply uncomfortable with many of these things. This is great on my own, like when I'm just watching it on a phone, uh, uh, surrounded by strangers on Bart. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, I I was enjoying it mostly with even though the guy next to me on the plane was watching it, but then I had to. Uh, Turned down my screen when the naked lady was coming up on the trampoline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for not really any reason for the movie. Basically, like it was like they were like, "Oh, it's not rated R yet." And then they <laughs> work on that. Do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, so some things are gratuitous. Uh, uh, I'm not sure this passes the passes the Bechtel test. Oh, it um, certainly does. I don't not. think it does. At all. <laughs> uh, I, don't I was trying to think about that. I don't think it usually Julian... doesn't matter because there's characters like Marge and Fargo who are awesome. I don't. I think yeah. generally they're better at writing women than this movie shows. Yeah. Well, um, and, and Julianne Moore d- does talk to her female friend over the phone, but Jeff is around, and he's not named. Yeah, that's she, uh, that she's she's not named character. You know, yeah, yeah, because she nearby. says like she says, uh, "Diga me, Sarah." Oh, uh, okay. Well, great. I don't great. know. I don't <laughs> know if <laughs> well, great. <laughs> well, great. Uh, but yeah, so anyway, I, I like this better. I was realizing, like, oh yeah, like I, I just shouldn't have seen this with my parents. I shouldn't have seen it so so early. Um, but yeah, I think the Coen Brothers, like I I I I like their lighter stuff. Like I think yeah, sensibilities are just a little bit off from what I actually love. Like, but Hudsucker Proxy, I really really like. Yeah, um, oh, I haven't seen that. One. That was one of their early ones, right? Yeah, ninety four. Like wow. it's just it's it's it's. I don't know, like I don't think anyone dies that I care about. It, like they just they, they go a little darker than I ever want them to. Uh, yeah. And and for that, it's just it, it's like. I we have overlap for sure, but uh, but not enough for it's like oh yeah everything they do is a slam dunk. I like true. I did I did like True Grit though. True Grit I watched like a few months ago and just loved it. I was surprised yeah. how how good that was. Yeah. Have you all um, seen Barton Fink? No. No. Oh, that's I think my yeah. favorite one. That's is that the fir- that's one of the first ones, right? I think one? it was maybe right 
Or uh, yeah, it's like nineteen ninety four. It's like it, it early, but but yeah. It's after it's after Raising Arizona, after Miller's Crossing. Yeah. Oh okay. Um, it's uh, I, it's my favorite, but based off what you just said, Ezra, you might not like it very much. I don't know. Okay. I so I did fine. I, when I watched this, I was also maybe a little young, but I was I was probably fifteen or sixteen. But my friends who sat me down, they were like, "We're gonna watch this right now. It's a great movie, but you're not gonna like it the first time because no one does." <laughs> oh and, wow! And that was a real interesting. And I did feel when I left it like I don't know what happened or who the, what's going on. I did not care for it. And then I watched it again like six months later by myself, and I loved it. So I. It maybe it worked that way on me. I don't know. Maybe there's some huh. expectations about it that were it, necessary. It is interesting because I mean I think it's universally acknowledged that like like I think we we said it earlier that the plot doesn't matter at all and it's sort of just watching a series of like scenes that are actually very connected but they might as well be like separate I, scenes. I mean and I I ex- sort of agree with that, Stephen. There's a, I mostly agree with that, but also it is like I think if you were to just break it down as a story, it's also kind of a great story. So I, yeah. it, it feels like it, like it almost they treat it like it doesn't matter, and there are definitely a bunch of like superfluous parts, like the whole thing about the car and the kid and the guy in the iron lung. Like none of that actually ends up mattering much, except for getting the windshield off his car, basically. But like you could take out that whole scene and it doesn't matter. Um, yeah, but well, I mean, like it, I guess what I mean is it. There's a lot of like sort of like weird like dead ends and stuff, yeah. uh, or, yeah. or like yeah, or like yeah. red herrings, but like. Like you do get new information in every scene, I guess is what yeah. what's like like where it's not just like a hangout movie, right? Like it's like I guess uh, there's an intensity to it. It doesn't end up like mattering, like like that's not the point of it, really. But like things do move along in every like there's usually someone who like like breaks them in and like basically like wrecks his house again or like punches him or like like, like there's always something that like before it gets too far down one side, something else interrupts him basically and takes him off the side. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, it's a hard boiled detective, but it's actually a stoner instead, but it's like the same plot. Yeah. Half baked detective. Yeah. They said they were inspired by Raymond Chandler. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Which makes a lot of sense. I, I think the least that I've, I enjoyed it was one later I was Googling about it and saw it referred to as stoner comedy. I think that took a lot of it out of me. Or took, mm. took a lot out of it for me. It's just not a genre I enjoy. It was like a and sucker punch to you. Yeah. yeah. I was <laughs> like, oh, I guess he is stoned a lot of this movie. Um, but, yeah, there's a fun thing. He like Apparently, he asked uh, like the Coen brothers like before a scene, basically, if, like, if the dude was, like, was high like right before this. And if they said yes, he'd like rub his knuckles like on his eyes to like, make them red. Oh, nice. Interesting. Really gets yeah. into it. Yeah. Like the whole knuckle eye. Yeah. <laughs> That's Meisner. <laughs> straight meisner um well I, this is a, probably a pretty good point take a quick break uh so we'll talk about some other guilty displeasures after this now uh here's the part where uh here's another one change everybody not everybody but a lot of people really wanted uh, the scripted ads to come back oh and i can't we're not doing it today <laughs> oh today because I, I, I have that one i have that one ad <laughs> we're not gonna do that one right now uh no i, I can't because of tech I, like tech problems I, I don't have the ability to do this i was going to have an ad this week uh, sorry everyone refers to them as skits so like part of me doesn't want to do it because of that yeah um Fuck that. but uh well actually i i feel like, like comics hate when you call stuff skits in case you didn't know that so no for i the, did uh, no you did you did of course i mean uh, listeners at home if you didn't know yeah, that yeah uh uh, calling sketches or, or 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 jokes or an act, calling it skits, is a, upsets a lot of comedians. But then, like when a kayaker is like, "Don't call it a canoe," I'm like, "Yeah, who cares? That's just 
who cares? That's you. You're being a weirdo now. So I don't want to be the one who's like, no, 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 this is my weird words from my obscure industry. <laughs> no, it's important because I care about it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, so I don't want to, uh, that feels real weird. But anyway, I so I love the idea of doing some more scripted ads. I'll, I'll bring one back in the next week or two. I just didn't have a chance this week because of my computer dying. Um, and Ezra has one that I'm not sure always feels like you're on. we're on the right side of the race issue. So I'm not going to do it yet. <laughs> But I like the concept. Wow, what a teaser! I know. I can, I can pitch it. I mean, if, we've if, talked about if, it before, but you can you can bring it up again. Yeah. Okay. There's a there's a guy at a KKK meeting who oh. finally gets elected to be Grand Dragon, uh. but he's dismayed to find out that they're actually about white power powder uh, white power instead of wide power, which is what he's about. He's so very he, into he, body positivity. He's just he's a wide supremacist. He thinks wider is better for all things. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Anyway, so. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know what? That would get some some responses. I yeah, think. it definitely would provoke reactions, which yeah. is great for. All right. It is great. I, I'm gonna let this one go now. <laughs> no, I think you should keep bringing it up every time I don't have time for an ad. Wait, so but power. this person would have been a supremacist of 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 wideness, though. Yes, yes, yes. You know, he's he's like he's really down with like. Like he he thinks like it's crazy to judge people based on like their skin color, but like it's totally reasonable to judge people on like their wideness, just on how wide things are. And and would that person then like persecute people or? Uh... I mean, he cares. He doesn't. He wasn't really just people. It's not people specific. He like he likes like wider cars overall. Like like the like the like the <laughs> the Pontiac. Like the wider is better thing. Uh-huh. Like like he likes like just like oh, wider yeah. sandwiches. Wide yeah. Yeah, like everything wide. Like it wasn't really people specific, but just he thought that like just anything skinny was really ridiculous, but like really down with wideness and thought that the the the, the yeah, the, the skin thing was just crazy. Okay. Like, why would you judge somebody I think, I think my main issue with this as an audio ad is that the the main premise is that white and wide sound really close. <laughs> it's and, really tough to do And it. so it might be too close. It might be like the whole <laughs> ad, it's like I it seriously sounds like he's saying white power. And like the, mm. the, the I guess you'd have to it, it just it's a fine line, right? Because you're the the fun thing isn't what it seems like it, it could be in other like improv contexts where it's like the game isn't necessarily mapping white supremacy on wide supremacy. Right, because, that would be a bad premise. Right, but this is about wide objects and stuff. Which yeah, so there's I the get. secondary game that you need to do in order to keep it from being offensive. I think the, the ad time. should just be us discussing <laughs> that. This, this is nearly scripted, guys. This conversation is brought to you by Amazon.com. Amazon.com, A-M-I-N-A-Z-O-N, Amazon. The the URL so easy to spell. It's amazing. The actual company didn't buy it first. So go to Amazon. It'll redirect you to Amazon.com, and any part of your purchase, part of any purchase, will go to support this show. It's the easiest way to support us without actually giving us anything. Um, although you can also support us by becoming a Meat Buddy uh, at uh, read-weebly.com/slash/meatbuddies because Meat Buddies get to vote on topics, and we'll uh, we got we did Night Court last week because the Meat Buddies voted for it. And it was super fun, and we'll have another. We'll have some more meat buddies uh, votes coming up in the future. So if you're a meat buddy, you know where to go. Get in there and vote. And if you're not, become a meat buddy so you can help pick topics. And and now it's time for the game of lightning bonus round. Ding. Lightning bonus lightning round. Bonus. Oh, do you have like a, a a different sound effect for this, Alex? Um, I usually do that one in post, but since you both know, you guys all know to say it. I think you just did it. You don't want to like hit something around your condo right now. Do a jingle, uh, jangle. 
Can you hear that? <laughs> I don't know what it is, but yeah, it sounds like you're hitting a water bottle. It's a, a spoon hitting a LaCroix. Oh. <laughs> what flavor what's LaCroix? LaCroix? Yeah, what's, your, what's your flavor? So uh, right now I'm actually drinking two different ones. One is lime what? and one is apricot. What? Those are my lime two apricot? as well. Those are really good. my favorite. Yeah, I, I really like it. I've never had it's either good. of these flavors. It's very refreshing. It is. But the lime apricot. is a good mixer. Yeah, it, the I'm... lime is uh, it's a good palate cleanser. Mm-hmm. I I like lime, yeah, as like a palate cleanser, and I like pample mousse when I'm feeling fancy. Yeah, pample mm. mousse is oh. pretty solid. Also, really good. Basically, any of them except coconut. So oh, I, don't I don't care for the berry one. Oh, I think berry's pretty good. Oh, I will definitely get. Mm. I'll, I'll check out apricot for you though. That'll be my next. Thank you. Man, isn't it weird how Universal Lacroix became so suddenly? Yeah. Is there that's, a Lacroix back? I felt about Justin Bieber, where he was like nowhere and then everywhere. Yeah. yeah. And then I, it was easy to hate him, but then he like put out a couple songs. You're like, all right, fine. Yeah, I'm still comfortable with it. Yeah, <laughs> with hating him? Yeah, I'm st- I'm cool with that. <laughs> no, I, no conflict. I really like that song where he where he's like, my mom uh, doesn't like you, and she likes everyone. I think that's a great. I line. think that's mean to Selena. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. Um, so for lightning bonus round, our, our mini game segment, uh, the first question for the panel, this is usually where we ask questions of the panel that are like not, or a springboard away from the topic. So it's not going to be about this game or this movie in particular, but instead we're going to talk about uh, other guilty displeasures. So Ezra, you teased us at the beginning of the show. What is oh, an yeah. other very large step guilty displeasure? <sighs> this one feels weird. Um, um, are you going to say like Amistad or something? No, it's not that. It's not a movie. Um, My kind. And I know why. <laughs> uh so i went to the wailing wall and it didn't do it for me what <laughs> whoa <laughs> what this is this is so interesting i'm not comfortable advertising my name on this podcast <laughs> oh my god all right ezra wait is it you don't think it's a very good wall because it's got all the cracks in it or are you not into wailing in general it's a fine wall. It's really totally good. But it's, here's the thing: like, I this is why it's unfair. Like, I didn't put a lot of time into being a very good Jew. Like, you know, in like the whatever a couple decades before I went, so I was just hoping, like, oh, no problem though. Like, whatever. It's like it's in like this is my ancestry. Like, it's gonna like I'm gonna be like you know overcome with tears and all this stuff, no matter what. So you feel like and, you like you were like doing a book report and hadn't read the book. Uh, you could say that. You should have just feeling um, a little unprepared. Yeah, well, I just, I was, I was, I don't know, I was just hoping there's like, oh, it's, it's sort of if someone's like, oh, don't worry, you don't have to read the book, you can just go see the movie and you'll totally get everything, right? Oh. It was like that. And I was like, oh, I feel like I've kind of missed some important context. Like, <laughs> I, I get this, I get intellectually this is important, uh, and like, this is a cool thing, but like, it just, it didn't, like, I, I mean, people were like, were weeping all around me, and I was like, yeah, I, I really want to feel what you guys are feeling, but I, uh, wow. yeah, it was I a was weird like- moment. A real strong answer out of the gate. This is going to yeah. be very hard I know. To you've, you've put us in a very hard position to well, somehow I've, this top is, that. This is my vulnerability and honesty that I'm trying to, I'm hopeful, like, you know, let you guys share something yeah. real for you as well. I, no pressure. I, can I be, I'm, I'm not going to use this one anymore, but my answer was going to be The Witcher 3. <laughs> now, now it, <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine this would have been a big deal for you, too. I can't do that now. <laughs> I, I've done... Man, I I guess I've kind of been u- expected to be let down by certain things uh, that have big reputations. Um, I don't know. I, I did see the Colosseum in Rome, and I thought it was smaller than I was expecting. Oh, I like um, that. I, I thought that was awesome. I don't know. I I mean, it was 
it was pretty good. It's also just so touristy that it took away from it. On the other yeah. hand, I saw the Grand Canyon and I was like, shit, you guys have been underselling this canyon. Yeah, that one's like that one lives up. Yeah, it is um, majestic. The Grand Canyon as fuck. is bonkers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. However big you think it is, it's bigger. <laughs> <laughs> and it's also like so pretty and you just stare at it and it's it's so weird, guys. It's, I don't know. Go see the Grand crazy. Canyon. Also, I would no, also I put in weird. going to see the Coliseum, but that's yeah. just me. Yeah. Um uh, there was one other one. Uh, um, it was so hot when I went to the Coliseum. I'm sorry, as I, I, I cut you oh, off. No. But I was just, it was like, it was like 100 degrees out, and it was a million tourists bumping into each other. It was oh. so gnarly. Were you doing one of and the audio it? tour guides? Like, did you have a, a dude? No, we had a we had a tour guide. I know this sounds like the episode where Ezra and I talk about coming from money. Um, uh-huh. But uh, it was the one day that we like the one part of this trip with my family where they were like, we really want someone who actually knows this area. So we had a. A tour guide take just like us and our and my aunt and uncle and stuff around, and she was uh, an art history professor and was incredible. Oh, that's cool. Um, were there a lot of lions eating you for your religious beliefs? No, uh, I, that's that could be part of it. Fewer lions than I was hoping, but so okay. many feral cats. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and what is a lion but the feralest of cats? True, indeed. Kind of. Uh, as what were you gonna say? <laughs> um. Oh, I was gonna say like I. So I I, I love Copenhagen uh, a lot and love Denmark. Um, but. Yeah, the 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 little mermaid they have there is also like on the smaller side. Oh, what did, you guys um, just want giant everything? You're so American. Yeah. <laughs> that or I just need things to be closer to me. That's also, it's one. called the Little Mermaid. <laughs> okay, that's fair. It is in the title. I don't know what I was expecting. Ezra, you roasted. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's a Ginsburg. That was solid. Uh, Sarah, do you have a guilty displeasure? Yeah, this is gonna lose me any fans I have in the world. Um, the that's, that's why these are genuine. Oh, the guilt. Matrix. Oh, the Matrix. So you yeah. might now. Are you talking specifically the first film or the the trilogy and canon as a you whole? You know what? Or, or the math concept. Here's how much the Matrix didn't do it for me. I never saw the other ones. Wow. wow. Oh, I haven't so seen the other ones like, either. Not my thing. And I, I knew I that could... the other ones, even fans, don't like the other ones. So I thought, okay, if I don't like the one that everyone loves, then I certainly will not like the sequels. Also, I'm kind of afraid that I will watch the sequels and be like, these are great. I think that's actually, that's the most, that's a much bigger risk where it's like, yeah. you know what? Second Matrix, best one. No, yeah, that I mean, is my, not the danger. Uh, <laughs> my taste is skewed because I don't like the first one. So it's possible that I will love the second one. Right? Yeah, yeah you, could, you could double down. That's how liking things works. Do you like I, albino twins? <laughs> That's in the second one, right? Oh. Am I wrong about yes, that? It is in the second. I haven't seen it, but I like albino twins. Or I don't know if I like. I've never thought about it. I don't dislike them. There you go. Because that feels like two reasons. I mean, it, it'd be weird enough to not like twins, right? I get you. They'd lose you some fans. What if mm-hmm. I was like my guilty displeasure is twins? That's bad. It's not good. No, it's not good. <laughs> well, it's, I think it's also weird if somebody's pleasure is twins too. Not so bad. That's just, true. just that's feel true. about people how you feel about yeah, people, which I'm, should be largely neutral. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, if we're for movie wise, I wish I could think of some important religious concept, but for movies, <laughs> my uh, my guilty displeasure is uh, Wally. Oh, Oof. really? I hated Wally. Oh my what? god, I have to go. How did you hate <laughs> Wally? I feel guilty. I get it. It's a guilty displeasure. I feel like that'll lose me the few remaining fans I had. I saw that alone in a movie theater and cried at the end. (laughs) That's how much you're stupid. 
<laughs> I think it's easier to cry alone, though, for the record. What? It, I, I also, yeah, it's easier I to cry alone. I think it's easier alone. to cry alone. Nah, also, than it is. I've cried at a lot of things that I didn't like. I cried at a Corona commercial recently. That does Whoa, not mean it was a great commercial. they found their beach? <laughs> <laughs> They've been looking so hard for that beach. I think I've talked about this on the show before, but I, uh, I'll, I'll tell you guys because I think you might care. It was So there's this Corona commercial where... Um, this like there's like three friends hanging out at like a beach bar and then their fourth friend joins them and he looks very concerned he looks very serious and they're like what happened and he's like i got the job and then they're like yay and then they all give him a corona and he finds his beach and it made me cry because i have so many friends like trying to make it in a stupid industry that just the concept of somebody like going to their friends and like slow rolling them and being like i actually got a part it just made me yeah think of how great my friends are and how i want them all to succeed it's so sappy and stupid And That's it did sweet. not make me buy any stupid fake beer, but I uh, did cry at the commercial. But, like, Wally doesn't do it for you? Like, a lonely Wally robot like... finding love doesn't do it for you? Wally feels like Disney had been setting us up for, like, 70 years of beauty just to tell us how much they hate fat people. Wally is oh. the like is the most body shamey movie and uh, just a it's wide a... supremacist, are you? <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that's about a good, as good a callback as we're ever gonna have. I know. <laughs> I should. Sign I think off. we should just end the show right now. <laughs> I got lucky. That um, was good. No, I see what you mean, but I don't. They weren't really fat shaming. They were just like they weren't like criticizing those people who were doing that. It was just like the easy thing for humans and humanity yeah. to do. I thought it was really criticizing. You think it was? Well, I guess you're entitled to that opinion. I didn't necessarily watch it that way either. I thought it was more commentary on consumerism than anything. Yeah, it was. They were victims of the system. Well, yeah, I also I also feel like I'm pro consumer in a lot of ways, (laughs) and so yeah, it's just not your film. This is not my film. I'm I'm curious, uh, Sarah. So, did have you liked other things that the Wachowski sisters have done, like? Did, did you? No, it might be something with them. I, I have some beef because Cloud Atlas is one of my favorite <gasps> books. And uh, that movie. Sarah, we should reconnect as friends because that is an <laughs> opinion I say to everyone I meet. That Cloud yeah. Atlas was one of my favorite books ever. And yeah, that movie is garbage. It's a travesty and they shouldn't have done it because the book is partially about language and writing and storytelling, yes. and that's not going to be translatable to the screen. No. Yeah, that, that book, I love it. So I, I have some personal beef with them for that, but I don't think I have liked any of their movies. Jupiter Ascending yeah. is sort of bug nuts in an interesting way. I mean, that's, like, <laughs> I like that they fail big. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like they, they like like they could take like small like swings or whatever. Like they, they like no matter what, they are definitely trying. Like and they I do, and that. I admire that. It's just again, I, I think. More the thing with the Matrix was just like I just didn't. I was like, sure, it just didn't. It didn't do anything for me. Again, like I can see why people yeah. like it and and like think it's very cool, but it just was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, I liked yeah. the Matrix. I, I mean, obviously that's not a crazy opinion. Um, but I and I agree with Ezra. I like people who swing and miss big. Yeah. I think that is kind of fun. And they certainly but- do. But Cloud Atlas is also an awful movie, and you can learn more about our opinions on it uh, from episode 352, uh, where we reviewed Cloud Atlas the movie, and we did not care for it. Yeah, it's terrible. But, yeah. His other oh, books are good, too. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So I have, I have two, which one is, is 
controversial but not shocking and one that may be shocking. Uh, yeah, the, let's do it. The first is uh, I have no love for anything Lord of the Rings. Ooh. What whatsoever. Oh. Except so, for the game Shadow of Mordor, which I think is bad. But <laughs> okay. uh, at least there's that. I've seen that. I, I like the movies. Uh, uh, pretty much bore me. I know it's really unpopular and it's horrible, and I never read the books because so, I didn't want to. But, yeah. Okay, so it's not. I don't know how unpopular that is. I didn't. I didn't care for the movies at all. I yeah. thought the movies were real, real bad. But I liked the books. Yeah, um, I, I never got. My it, dad though. feels the same way. He quietly yeah. confessed that to me after I had been taking him to see these movies as like a special thing for years, <laughs> and it was the sweetest thing where he's like. I it was it's been fun to do this with you and your sister, but I don't like these movies. <laughs> that's that's really awesome. One time for my dad's birthday, we bought him an ice cream cake, which I definitely he did not like, as he doesn't he's <laughs> lactose intolerant. But we didn't Aww. know that at the time. Wait, how did you not know that about your dad? We never asked. We we're just like Ugh. dad doesn't like cereal. Oh, wow. But we, uh, kind of uh, but we like we like ice cream cake, so it never occurred to us that someone could not like ice cream cake. Yeah, that is an unpopular opinion right there. Uh, but uh, Stephen, I guess the thing is, it doesn't surprise, it doesn't shock me that yeah. somebody could, would not like Lord of the Rings. Yeah, but it shocks me that you don't like Lord of the Rings. Yeah, that, I get that a lot. I have had people <laughs> buy me Lord of the Rings books or memorabilia for like my birthday <laughs> or Christmas because they just assume I'm a I'm a I'm a I, I would I would have bet money ten minutes ago. I would have bet all of the money on me that you've read the Silmarillion. No, I no, that was the book that I've been given that twice. <laughs> I don't know why. Oh my gosh, people that is the to... least accessible book. I know. Why do people yeah, keep awful. doing that to me? Uh, no, I even like obviously people know who listen to this podcast that I'm a science fiction fan. But even then, yes. I'm still really particular and still like really keep it to only a couple main franchises too. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Um, yeah. So my 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 one that I'm afraid you guys are gonna hate me for is that I I really at least these days really can't stand Bill Murray. What? Isn't that weird? Oh, actually, I, I don't. I can't. I can't dis- not stand him, but I don't actually like his stuff as much as people do. As yeah, I, I think he was great, but after after probably Ghostbusters, maybe maybe Lost in Translation was the last time he had any respect for me. But now his whole shtick of doing Garfield movies and just showing up random places and then like going to the top of Reddit for doing nothing, and he hasn't he's Ooh. not funny. He doesn't do anything. What has he wait done? Second, wait a second. He hasn't done anything. Side, side note. Side note. Yeah. Did you see Zombieland? I did not. Yeah, he's he's totally fine in Zombieland. And he says he regrets Garfield in Zombieland also. Yeah. Well, as long as you regret, that's the Yeah, the regret's fine. It's just like he 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 deserves to be like comedy royalty for everything he did in the 80s and some of yeah. the 90s, but like uh uh you know, I it's weird because I don't I just feel like he's kind of lazy and his thing is like that he's not trying and he gets lots of accolades for that and it just it, it annoys me for some reason. I don't know if he's not trying. I feel like he's just so weird that he makes just really weird decisions. Yeah. Isn't isn't Bill Murray the one that like there's like a phone number and you can just call him and pitch him any movie and if he likes it he'll do it regardless of the money and who's making like you just he just that he doesn't have an agent, you just call Bill Murray's number and ask him to do your movie. That's the thing. I've heard the story about him. I don't know if it's true. I thought it was more that he would like just people would ha- like call him and he would never respond or something like that. Well, that's probably true for the most people who are calling that number. Yeah. But, um, man, that isn't it interesting though to, that that people because I like I was saying at the beginning, I feel like guilty pleasure is something where people are like, you oh, know, my guilty pleasure is knitting and hot chocolate or something. I'm like, yeah, that's fine. Um, 
but like guilty displeasures, it feels like you could lose friends over. Yeah, yeah. right. This is this is much more real than we usually want to be. Yeah. I mean, I definitely feel like I've cooled on all three of you. <laughs> <laughs> well, we had a good run. No, right. I mean it's am- it's amazing how that can hurt. I mean, Ezra, the wailing wall thing, I mean, that lost you a lot yeah. of credibility. <laughs> but I, I feel sure. a billion times closer to Sarah I mean, because of the cutouts. Yeah. There's some people Yeah. I'm, so you know sure pluses and minuses to this whole yeah, conversation. That's true. Yeah. High yeah. risk, high reward. All right, well, uh, let's let's wrap up lightning bonus round there. If you want to play along with lightning bonus rounds, you can go to redishweep.com, or you can find us on Facebook or Twitter, or join the mailing list, The Weekly Weep, and we'll give you the question uh, for the lightning bonus round. And you can also keep submitting us one changes in the same places. Now it's time for the second half of our compliment sandwich. We're going to go in reverse order. Khalif, it's tizegen, which I think means say one more nice thing. Um, <laughs> That's not so, bad. It's, uh, it's fun. Uh, so reverse order uh, means, Stephen, you're up first. What's your last nice thing for The Big Lebowski? Um, I think it is... Uh, is it a compliment to say it's not bad? <laughs> no, it's not. No, um, it's not. Here's... I think... I really actually uh, like the ending of this a lot. Um, mm-hmm. I just think it's there's, there's touching, very sweet moments. And yeah. uh, like when everything around Donnie... Donnie's death and Walter's reaction and everything. I don't know. There's something about it where it's like, I will give anything credit even if I, I, and I didn't dislike this, but even if I dislike a movie and it gets me to feel a feeling like sadness that like, yeah, then I, I give it credit for, for its like artistic a, Like a Corona ability. commercial. Yeah, no, seriously. It's like, if, if it can, <laughs> I mean, if it can do that, then like there is artistic merit to it because I felt something that was, they were intending me to feel or, or something. And so, it definitely accomplished that at the end. And I actually call the Coen brothers are really good at that for me um, with, with their kind of tonal shifts and whatnot. They're, they're good at like manipulating my emotions. So um, that's great. Yeah. That's I actually want to, I want to use that because I, I'm going to do a little out of work. Cause I want to go next. Cause my major comment mm-hmm. was also for um, the ending with Donnie, mm-hmm. um, which I think it's, I think it is hysterical that Donnie dies mm-hmm. and also really sad. I think it's just a, it's, it's the perfect way of like the writers playing the game to the extreme of just Donnie gets shut on for no reason the whole movie. And it's such a tragedy because it's also, it's all Walter's fault. Yes. Yes. Isn't that well, interesting? Most of the movie is Walter's fault. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and almost nothing in the movie really co- like leads up to him. I mean, it, yes, it's a result of the nihilist and everything like that, but like, he had heart problems like that, you know, it, it, it almost none of the movie could have happened and we had the same climax. It, nothing mattered, which is a nihilism. <laughs> I, but I also love I think the scene with I also thought it was touching and it was like and that's the one thing that actually got Walter to feel something and to change. But also I think the sequence of um them buying the uh the Folgers can from Ralph's to carry the remains because they didn't want to pay two hundred dollars for the urn and then scattering the ashes because of what they think Donnie might have wanted. Mm-hmm. And also that they say Donnie was a surfer, which we never hear anything about the whole movie. <laughs> and then the ashes blowing in in the dude's face and it finally getting him mad. I, all of that is just very funny and really neat. Uh, and I think it's a great ending. Um, although it made me think of this one thing that I want to tell you guys. So that's compliment completed. Fun fact. Do you guys know about the bone blender? Oh, God, no. Uh, this was recently brought to my attention by one of my stand-up students who was talking about cremation. It turns out the fire in cremation is not nearly hot enough to actually reduce uh, uh, bones down to ash. I'm not sure I like uh-huh. where this is going. So they have to push the whole, they, they burn it and then they push the rest of it into a giant industrial blender, 
that makes it into that fine powder that we expect in our in our cremains. So I was right. <laughs> yeah, isn't that gnarly? Yeah, gnarly. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's a word you could use. Oh, I also don't like Inception. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You're wrong, but I that's feel, fair. Okay. I think I think there's enough people I've heard who doesn't like who like oh I don't like Inception or I don't like um like any of the Marvel movies I've I've heard that enough times so oh, like, I don't like any of the Marvel movie. movies what yeah, yeah, yeah. they're all perfect they're well all... I don't I, well okay so that's a crazy statement but um <laughs> I don't like most of the Marvel movies I did love Guardians of the Galaxy one and I thought Guardians of the Galaxy two had some was like pretty good had some I, good moments I haven't seen it yet. okay. Well, it's, it's pretty good. It's okay. It's I mean, it's got some of the most brilliant scenes that I've ever seen in a movie. It's some of the most incredible stuff. It's really, really great. And it's also about an hour too long. It's really long. <laughs> it doesn't make any goddamn sense to be that long. And then there are three post-credit sequences on a movie that's already two hours and 15 minutes for yeah. no reason. It's actually one of the shorter movies of like, like in, in that, like it makes one no of the shorter, sense. One of those movies. Yeah, it, so not only. Sorry, guys. Oh, I was just going to say too many post-credit sequences is why I don't like the Wailing Wall, too. So. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Oh, I guess I didn't even say this. I can't believe we got this far. I, sorry, I, I've been talking too much at this point, but I, I just want to... We haven't talked about this much at all. Sarah mentioned at the beginning that she likes bowling. I love bowling, and yes. there's some really good bowling shots in this movie. Um, and I I mean, I like I love... I was a competitive bowler. I was a tournament bowler for a short period of time with some success um and i am sad that i don't get to bowl much anymore and so the league bowling was really exciting to watch but also like some of the filming of there's a couple of strikes that are really good a couple of their, they film like real bad strikes like in the opening there's a guy strikes brooklyn and then dances with his big belly and he's like so happy which is fun but like you shouldn't dance that much for a brooklyn strike but there's a couple where they show just a perfect formed strike and it's really beautiful and i just love bowling we want to go bowling so bad anyway those are a bunch of mini compliments sarah at least it's your turn next. What is your minor compliment? Did Ezra compliment? No, but we... Uh, we oh, you're right. We, we, we shuffled the order. I shuffled. I went out of the order. You're right. You're last. Ezra, what's your minor compliment? Okay. Um, Ezra, how come oh, you always actually, sound... We've done this show for eight years. Yes. We've done almost 400 episodes. Yes. And nearly every time on the minor compliment, you sound taken aback by it. Well... So that I, I can I can do I can segue out of this a little bit. Um, there's a thing that happens where I don't like to tie my shoes very much. Um, uh, All right, I'm like listening. In the car, okay. Okay. And basically, like Sarah, you know, like if Sarah's driving, like we'll you know have like a, you know, a good chunk of time to get to a place, and I'll always wait to the very last second to tie my, my tie my shoes. And it's like, she's like, you had this whole time. You had like you know, 45 minutes. You could have tied your shoes at any point. Now we're waiting to like, you know, to go to the place we're gonna go, because you know because why like because essentially like there's not not a reason to prep for it until the actual moment of uh you know the moment you need to do it so it's like a good thing for a couple to fight over yeah right that's uh, i 95 percent of uh, marital problems are all about shoelaces <laughs> is that true yeah i, I read oh, yeah. this great th- great advice one time uh that you should never it, the way to, the way to a happy marriage is never go to bed with untied shoes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah or just you know buy loafers right? <laughs> sure just, uh, side step. um the, the the thing that I think I'll say is um so so the music selection is really really good in this it's movie. really good mm-hmm. um and they I want to reference the right person who who did this who's like responsible for this um um the Eagles I'm not gonna look was it the Eagles <laughs> it was not the Eagles but that this is actually a fun thing so basically the person who like who did like all the music selection um 
Okay, so it was T-Bone uh, Burnett acted as music consultant for the movie and helped Joel uh, Cohen, Ethan Cohen, establish the dude's taste in music. Oh, sure. Burnett selected T-bone. many of the existing songs in the movie and also su- suggested the dude's hatred towards the Eagles oh. uh, because Burnett doesn't like him. And one of the band's members, Glenn Frey, was reportedly so dismayed about this that he once evenly, uh, angrily confronted Jeff Bridges when they met at a party. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Also, I don't like the Eagles, so I'm glad to hear uh, that they were sad. But then they used them in the... They, oh, yeah, they did that Hotel cover Cal- of Hotel California in the movie. Yeah. Yeah, they good job covering it. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like, this would be a good song if it wasn't in English <laughs> and if it wasn't you guys. Yeah. It is a good yeah. cover. Yeah, it was it's a really, really fun cover. cover. Um, that's a great compliment and a great fact. All right, Sarah, close us out. What's your minor compliment for The Big Lebowski? So I got two, two real little baby compliments. First one <laughs> is that... Uh, twins yeah the first one it's twins no i'm out the first out. one is uh just dropped in to see what condition my condition was in is a really yeah. great song it's yeah. so good it's so so good and that whole sequence is really incredible i love musicals and that is a very good dance sequence and i love um the dude's jelly shoes that's my other yeah. compliment is that he wears jellies just yeah. around town and I was a jelly kid, and it's fun oh. to see them on an adult man as well. <laughs> Any of your fun facts, Sarah? That, my fun fact fun that fact. I was a jellies kid? I think everyone around no, no. our age was a jellies kid, right? Okay, fun fact on top of that, those are actually Jeff Bridges' shoes. Ooh. Really? What? And Where did you find yeah. this? Here's another fun fact. IMDb. Ezra just makes up facts. <laughs> um, yeah, according to IMDb, uh, and 50, 574 people found this interesting. Um, I'm oh, one of them. oh, you're going through the trivia books. section of IMDb. Mm-hmm. I yeah, but... guarantee you, two thirds of those are lies. Yeah, I mean, is that a fact? It is absolutely a fact. Uh, it's from Wikipedia. But um, no, if you read through the trivia on IMDb, it is so clear that the majority of them are made up. No. Yeah, it's uh, not considered a valid source. If you find something on there, you got to verify it through something else before you can uh, share it. Yep, well, and by share it, you mean we, to, we to, say like, retroactively change all of my compliments basically for the last. <laughs> I really like those. Uh, I like them. I love the facts. I like to read IMDb facts, but I just don't believe them. But you know what? That being said, I do believe that one. Yeah, for sure. Okay, HuffPo uh, says Jeff Bridges still has the jelly sandals from the Big Lebowski. Oh, so counts? that's the other direction. So, yeah, they yeah. His they, shoes, but they are now. They are currently his, but they were they his before. It sounds like the Huffington Post, oh, which and, is and those also sandals, of questionable those credibility. Sandals, those are mine. What? Okay, so do you have? Okay, so do you have it? So it's an interview with him. Do you still have any of the dude's wardrobe from the film? A lot of which was famously taken from your own closet at the time. Uh, he said, "Yeah, I stole uh, the baseball tee from my brother. From my brother Bo, I've got that. And those jelly sandals, those are mine." Okay, yeah, right, that's that sounds great. like it could be him. Um, although, uh, just you know, Huffington Post not a reliable source. You need to cite uh, something else. Okay, I got an interview uh, from the Conan <laughs> O'Brien thing. Yeah, that sounds right. That does. Hey, sound here's good. another fun fact: the costume designer Mary Zofries, who's like the Coen Brothers' go-to costume designer, is the costume designer mm-hmm. for La La Land. She does musicals. Oh, I a lot. thought I was like this name sounds familiar coming from Sarah. <laughs> I love bit. her. That's why you've heard it before. Is because I've talked about how much I admire her work before. Man, there's nice. a lot. I like the people, uh, the the non-mainstream Hollywood employees who are getting shout-outs on this show. Her and then T-Bone and 
It's a lot of recognition mm-hmm. for the behind-the-scenes players. The Coen brothers work with really good people, and they seem to they use really a lot do. of the same pr- people from movie to movie, right? Which is, yeah. Yeah. is part of what I think is really cool about them, even though I don't always love the movies. <laughs> yeah, that, it, they've got a good team of interesting people. I definitely like that. I just wish we had a really good callback right now to end on. Uh, is there anything else that people don't like as much as they should? Like any foods or anything? Mm. Mm. Oh, you don't like truffles, as? Oh, yeah. No, but I hate those. That's not just like... I, I don't feel bad about that. Those are bad. Is it yeah. the chocolate? That's a, no, no, no. Those are great. Or the the, 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 the foot umami okay. style. Yeah. Ezra, delicious. so that's not a guilty displeasure, but it should be. That, no, no, that's no, the that's, problem. No, that's that's a, that's a, that's a, that's, a, that's a rage button is what that is. Yes, that's a different but, one. But you should feel bad is what I'm saying. Oh, oh I never would. I have something you guys will probably disagree with, but oh, uh, I think uh, wait, I think I've done this on the wait, podcast. Th- this podcast, not a fan. <laughs> I do not like it. It's kind of boring. Uh, oh, I've done this before, but I don't like hot liquids. I think coffee served too hot. What? Have you? I don't remember that. You I don't think like I've done it. Like ice baths? No, it doesn't have to be cold. It's just we're burning the beans, everybody. They shouldn't be burnt. <laughs> it shouldn't be that hot. It should be very... It should be hot, but not super hot. It's scalding at Starbucks and every other coffee shop. And they're well, like, brag about yeah. the heat. That's wrong! <laughs> oh, wait, do you... About this one. Uh, Steven, do you order stuff kids temp? I, I've been thinking about it, but I, okay, uh, you should. That's adorable. They give you a straw. Also. Well, actually, you know, I, I, I I'm a big iced coffee fan and a huge nitro fan, so that's. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, iced coffee is wrong, but cold brew is what you mean, and yes, it's amazing. Either way, I'm fine with it. But yes, you're right. Cold brew is obviously better. And uh, a good time for and you. nitro good is time my, to be a, a hot beverage hater, uh, comparatively. That's true. Yeah, it's your time of year. Yep, it is. I'm sunset uh, guns. I was going to try to make a pun, but it didn't It didn't end up happening. So I just said yeah, the yeah, phrase. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, instead you just said the phrase that everybody says, but in the wrong context. Yep. <laughs> and slowly. Is that how you want to end the podcast? <laughs> I do. Wide power. That is all this Varvel Hetspect Mivir Nieterlanders, which means that is all goodbye. I'm sorry to my Dutch friends. Um, so that is it for our show. We'll be back next week. Next week, we're talking about Reefer Madness. Uh, I'm going to be in Denver at Krom, the comedy festival, and so we're talking to some, uh, some other comics. We're all getting together in Denver to talk about Reefer Madness. And it is going to be intriguing, I think. I don't know that much about it. Um, I do. Uh, You're going to love it. Yeah? Okay. I can't wait. Um, uh, and uh, thank you this week to uh, Laughs Comedy Club in Tucson. Also to Amazon, uh, who sponsors the episode. And thank you to everyone who sent in one changes. No, I, I may have broken it. Um <laughs> Nope, sorry. Um, thank you for everyone who submitted one changes. Uh, keep them coming. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, email, podcast at redistrict.com. I'd love to hear some more suggestions. Um, uh, Helen suggested that we sing the whole episode. And I was going to try to do just like the Dutch thing where I just did it occasionally. And I, it turns out I have no confidence for singing. So I just can't oh, do it. Can we just auto tune it in post? No. Uh, yeah, you can't, should. Can't or won't? I cannot. Do not know how. 
Somebody could, certainly, but I cannot. Uh, Did T-Bone do it? <laughs> probably. Um, he's very talented. But uh, anyway, so we'll but keep coming, keep suggesting, and we'll do it. We'll also try. I'm going to try to get in some more bad books and more bad things in general, because um, that was uh, clearly demanded. And uh, I always want suggestions. I know it made it sound, Ezra made it sound like I hate them and that I'm dictatorially opposed to taking them, um, unless they're in a silly format, which is not true. Although it is easier in a silly format. Silly formats do help everyone. It does. That's your that's your solution to most problems. Silly format. And I actually, I'm coming around on the on the wide power thing. I think it's probably a good thing to not yell that too much. No, but it's, discussing it's, it every week is something I'm willing to do. Yeah, you know, but I'm I'm understanding now that in the audio format, it's just it's too easily taken out of context. Yeah. Yeah, especially yeah. if you're listening to it uh, like uh, with your Bluetooth speakers out loud on the bus. You know, like uh, right. People walk into the bus and they're like, "Why is this person listening to these guys laugh about wide power?" Yeah, I see the error of my ways. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so, yeah, please keep suggesting one change, is, and uh, we'll get to some more of them in the future. And thanks for being here uh, at Ezra Fox on Twitter. Yep. Uh, at Carter Street 42 whose name is uh, was removed but is now put back on the podcast, I think. Uh, yep, <laughs> just just for that little brief window. <laughs> you, you wanted it to not be on, but then I think we won you back, but thanks. Uh Oh, this would be a great time, by the way, to tweet at all of us and tell us how wrong we are about the things we feel guilty about and disliking. Yeah. So make sure you tweet at Ezra about the Wailing or Wall. If, you, know, if you want to put skin in the game, what's the thing that you, uh, you know, yeah. what's, what's your uh, guilty displeasure? Definitely I do you want to hear more of those, for sure. So actually, yeah, so tweet at Steven and be like, you're wrong about hot beverages, but I'm sorry I don't like the national anthem, or whatever. So just, that was not me. That was a, oh man. Um, I don't like the national anthem that much. Fine. Just not a great melody. I don't think anybody um, thinks the French yeah. one's better. Not a great melody, but it's got it's way too wide of a range for any reasonable singer. Um, that's true. And I also don't like when people yell "woo" during it um, at sporting events. I feel like that's become too much of a thing. I don't care. Anti-woo. You don't like people. It's just a, Yeah, I don't like people seeming happy. <laughs> Happiness. You so that's fun because. I did not mean that I've never thought that I didn't like it before, but that was uh, trying to run with it. Once I had said it, I tried to turn it into the skid, and I found a couple reasons I don't like the National Anthem, so I think we've like learned something about me. Alex, Alex, you call that a skit, man? Yeah, that was a <laughs> great skit we just did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so yeah, please tell us your guilty pleasure. So, and, then, uh, and then also thank you very much uh, at Sarah Hathaway. Hey, you're welcome. Um, I I'm happy to chat with you guys on Twitter. Just know that I am very sensitive, so come at me gently for not enjoying things that you enjoy. <laughs> yeah. H- hug at me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> hug at all of us. We we are all pretty fragile people. Yeah. Uh, I cannot take this uh, as well as I can dish it out. I'm, yeah, I'm sweating right now. <laughs> All right, you guys have been such a delight to talk to you. Thank you so much. We'll talk to everybody next week. Goodbye.